Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. It's been a it's this has been a heck of a busy week. It's just Tuesday, Robbie. I this I don't I don't know if we're gonna be we're, we're I don't know that we're ready for football season. Much like uh, Zach Arnett keeps saying, we are you and I are not game ready either. I don't think we, we, we no we're not. We still need to sharpen up. Thanks for joining us here at SuperTalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there. Our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, uh, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Agricola. That would be a little weird. Would you, would you, would you, you know, you're just driving along in Agricola and you're like, holy crap, is that Brupolo? I mean, you would not know what to do with that. Cola, coffee, same thing. They go hand in hand. hand in hand. Wherever you are in our great state, you can enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning. It's just a click away at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Don't forget, when you support Strange Brew Coffeehouse, you're supporting a Bulldog Initiative business. Do you hear that sound? Do you hear that sound? That's the sound of angels singing. Because the interlocking MSU is back, and it's back at College Corner. I've tweeted out a link. The collegecornerstore.com. They have all the interlocking gear on one on, on, a, on one site. So you don't have to look around for it. It's all right there for you. Make your purchases now. Polos, hats, and they've got they say they've got new stuff coming in. That what's on the page today, there may be new stuff tomorrow. So keep checking it out. And of course, check out both of their locations in the Jackson area. They have merchandise as well. Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Florida by the Half Show. This is an exciting day for Mississippi State fans who have been waiting for 20 years to get this logo back in circulation. Thanks to the people at MSU, people like Dusky Hale. She did a great job getting this out there, uh, despite some uh, some 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 pressure from other places. Good job, Dusky. We appreciate you. We appreciate the interlocking MSU is back, and you can get it at College Corner. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. Guys, when we're getting closer to football season and you're thinking about coming back to Starkville, you know you've got to make a trip. To restaurant Tyler, be it for lunch, for dinner, or for brunch, that's the best meal in town every single time. If you grow grabbing lunch, you're getting the best blue plate in the city of Starkville. If you're getting dinner, you're getting one of the best dining experiences in the state of Mississippi. And their Sunday brunch just can't be beat. There'll be a line on Sunday, but it's worth the wait. Get in there and grab brunch after a Mississippi State victory next time you're in Starkville here at Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi ready to serve you. It's just this simple, guys. Everybody has a point in their life where they got to talk to someone about a loan, for a home, for a car, for your small business. And when that happens, do you want to talk to people you know or people you don't? Seems like a pretty easy decision for me. If you're already a Priority One Bank customer, you know how great their app is. 
If you have, if you have, you, you should already have that downloaded. It's very easy to use. It's very user friendly. You do a lot more on there and just move your money around. 16 locations means there's one near you in central Mississippi. Let priority one bank make you their priority. It is rumblings day, but we do have to talk just for a minute here about the, the interlocking. This is something Mississippi State fans have been begging for since the day it left. I mean, the day the Kroom uniforms were revealed, they were like, but we're going to get the interlocking back soon, right? And it just it went from there. It's been a long, arduous process. It's been a bumpy road. You have the fact that the athletic department straight up lied to its fans for a couple of decades. But now the day has come. Robbie, you and I, well, first off, let's all let's just everybody admit that we spearheaded this movement. I want <laughs> this in the state script. Robbie and I made all this happen. But uh, more importantly, it's back, and everybody <clears throat> seems to be really, really happy about it. The, the uniforms we were, are fantastic, too. They are spot on from the 98 yes. uniforms. 98 we were probably the loudest voices. I think there's a lot more people out there that have been fighting this fight a lot longer than us. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we, we've we been we've been pushing that whole state thing and all that, and we've been pushing the state script. I got to be honest with you, Brian. After seeing these jerseys, I I don't know how these can be a one-time thing. I, I really don't. These are these might be the best-looking uniforms that Mississippi State has ever put out. And I, you know, from the clean look to the nostalgia of it and all that, it, to me, the uniforms are just perfect. Um, and it, it's like what I, what I saw on Twitter. These are a true throwback uniform. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State has put out some throwback uniforms, but they weren't true throwbacks. They were inspired by the uniforms from, um, you know, the 70s and sometimes the the 60s, the 80s, the 90s. These are true throwback uniforms. They are almost perfectly uh, thrown back up to the SEC logo that's on the right yeah. chest. Yeah. So these are these uniforms are incredible. I think the interlocking MSU is the best helmet decal out there. I got to be honest with you. I didn't know if they'd ever put these uniforms on. That's one of the reasons why I was really pushing that state script. And, and I hate that, you know, there's so much confusion with the logo situation and Mississippi State doesn't really have a, a, a real primary logo that they're tied to at this point. But I would love nothing more for this to be Mr. State's helmet forever. I mean, I love it. I love the helmet. I think the jersey's great. I think there's a few things you could do to the jersey, but just for the throwback part of it, this jersey's perfect. So you remember with the state script, they they unveiled it for uh the Kentucky game last year. I don't know what it is about Kentucky they want to do special uniforms for. Yeah. Um also, I find it interesting that they're using this uniform for ninety-eight uh, for the ninety-eight game against Kentucky. State lost the ninety-eight game against Kentucky. I don't know they quite know what they're doing, but I will couch. remember though that it was supposed to only be for that one game, and then you had it for other games. Yeah, and so I would tell you that I will be su- amazed if they don't wear these games these for the Egg Bowl this year. You I'll have to amazed if, if they, they don't wear these for the Egg Bowl, they have completely dropped the ball. Don't don't worry about the gold. Don't do any gold or anything. Just throw these on and run out the tunnel. I mean, yeah. that, it's it's that easy. They're going to be there for you in the locker room. Just pick them back out of the – throw them in the washing machine. Yeah, they'll be fine. Give them a good wash. Put put some Clorox on those pants if you have to. And put them back on for the egg bowl. Because you're talking about 
you know, the 98-99 Egg Bowl for Mississippi State were some great memories. Um, and Mississippi State was wearing these uniforms, especially in the 99 Egg Bowl, which I know doesn't tie in that 25-year, but that's beyond the point. But you had some great moments in the Egg Bowl history wearing that logo on your helmet and wearing those jerseys. This would be awesome yeah. to see them on the field against that red and blue clashing, that those colors mm-hmm. clashing together. Um, once again, some of the most hard nosed egg bowls you've ever seen. So yeah. I, I would love it. I would. I'm I'm with you on that. All right, let's get into the the rumblings. We got a ton of questions here today. Let's just jump right in. If I missed your question, I, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize to you now, because I, I had a lot of mentions yesterday with all the blindside stuff going on. So if I missed your question, it is not personal. I know somebody, a couple people sent questions in before Robbie sent the official. Rumblings tweet, guys. I, I'm not going all that way back. So, going forward, guys, wait for Robbie's tweet. He will always send it, and then you get your questions. Just calm down, people. Just calm down. calm down. All right, here we go. Great question to start us off here, Willie Dizzle. Which makes less sense, Roly Polies being a crustacean or dry counties in 2023? I had no idea that Roly Polies were a crustacean. I thought crustaceans lived in the sea. Shrimp. You know, uh, uh, lobsters, crabs, things like that. There's a ton of different kinds of uh, crustaceans. Well, I'm I'm just learning stuff every day here. Isn't a crustacean like something with? Um, well, it's got to have a shell, like a, right? An exoskeleton. Yeah, I, I don't. So, I mean, I'm not a marine biologist. Nor well, I mean, technically, technically, a roly poly has a, a does. shell. It does. It's a protective exoskeleton type uh, shell. So, I mean, the, the answer is dry counties to me. The dry county I, I is the see, correct answer. Yes, yes, yes. They, they, don't, they don't fall in line with the lobsters and crabs and things like that, but they still technically, from what I understand about what a crustacean is, they still technically, you know, check the box. So that's the answer. Dry counties, if you're still a dry county, you're way behind the times and you're costing yourself money. That's there's no way around that. Uh, let's see here. I, this guy has a really long name. But this is we'll just go with this Twitter handle through needle. Why did some people in the athletic department or the former athletic department officials think a logo that our fans love should be kept away from them after a one year taste? Wasn't the lie and the twenty year hiatus enough? I, I Robbie and I agree on this. Uh, miss, this interlocking logo is not going to go away after a year. It's going to be too popular. State's going to make the people are going to make too much money. Your vendors who are making a ton of money hand over fist today are going to just demand that they be allowed to keep it in stores. There's no way it's just going to be a one-year thing. No way. I think that was just kind of the initial deal to get it into place, to to bring it back. If they do indeed put that back in the vault and they don't sell that stuff anymore, then they're I – mean, I, don't, I, don't I don't know what to tell you. I mean, they, they don't know how – they don't know – good business because this we we i know people that have already spent 500 plus dollars mm-hmm. on gear at this point mm-hmm. you you were you you were telling me you know some people that are spending 200 bucks 150 i mean I, a guy texted me earlier he's bought like five polos uh some koozies other, i mean yeah this is within the first 10 minutes this thing yeah. is going to make these people millions well, we, of dollars we are 50 minutes into this this promo, and I know for a fact, College Corner has made over three grand in, in sales. 
Here's what I'll say. I think that there are people in place at Mississippi State right now that understand how big of a deal it is uh, to make money at places like Mississippi State and how to make money. There are people at, that have been at Mississippi State that were here for decades that cost Mississippi State millions of dollars mm-hmm. that they could have been making. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is just how we do it. There are people that cost Mississippi State dozens of wins, championships, all kinds of things, coaches, players Mm -hmm. that they could have had because of that mindset. And I think that there are a lot of people in place at Mississippi State right now that have deterred away from that that mindset. So hopefully, you know, common sense will prevail here – We'll see this interlocking a lot more in a helmet and a uniform. We'll see it circulating through stores for however long they want it to be, and they're not going to uh, just throw money down the drain here. If you people, if people ever wondered why I was so in favor of a outsider becoming the athletic director at Mississippi State, days like today are why. We needed yep. somebody who had no connections, who could just come in and do what they wanted to do, and you're seeing the results. Uh, and that's nothing personal to any other person that could be a candidate for that job, but we're thinking about things that we're thinking Larry about. Templeton, though, it's personal. Yeah, yeah, well, I know that. We're 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 thinking about how Mississippi State can prosper and not be like like they're. We, we talk about how people perceive Mississippi State on an annual basis. This is how you get away from that stuff. And it's it's a simple thing. It's a simple thing. Logo. Are you people crazy? I thought I'm talking about logos and uniforms. They matter. How, how much how much has that tweet been circulated around um, social media today from people that aren't from Mississippi State? That stuff matters. Yeah. The way that you present yourself matters. Agree. Agree. Colton Watson. Back we at, we back need to get word to, to Brandon Marcello that the interlocking MSU is not MSJ. Yes, I agree with it. Did he say something? He did. He called it the MSJ. So you're going to have to correct him. We, we cannot – these two things cannot be intertwined. Hold on. That's a totally different uh, logo. Because the, the MSJ was like – the eighties, eighties, early nineties. I think that I think it transitioned from ninety five to ninety six to the interlocking that you know, right? But the the logo with, I guess, like Greg Klump and um, oh, it's even further back than that, man. It's it's like the Felker years. Yeah, early eighties, late into yeah. about ninety mid nineteen nineties. Yeah, and I think about ninety six. They they switched they it over this. to the interlocking and it's an infinitely better yeah. logo. All right, Colton Watson. Did Eric Melee move Morty, Morty Marks off kick returns and put Xavion Thomas next to Tulu but back there? Protecting Marks and placing the country's two best returners on the field together makes oh does. Okay, I thought it said did. He's asking, should Xavion and the and Tulu be the kick returners? Yes. Well, didn't they do that late in the year? I think they did. Yeah, they they need to. They'll probably stick with that. I think late in the year they switch. I think that's probably where it stays. Uh, We keep talking about Mike Wright's potential as a gadget slash red zone quarterback, but what about letting him use his speed by lining up at other positions? 
seems like when he was committed, that was a big talking point, but not really anymore. That's because fans were like, oh, this guy's a good athlete. Maybe he can play receiver. Mike Wright's quarterback. He's not He's not here to play other positions, I don't think. Plus, he's gotten better yeah. noticeably throwing the football. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think you have to do anything gadget-like with him anymore. I think he can come in and be a legit option for you. I mean, you can come in and run packages, certain packages with him, but I, I don't think that when he comes in, defenses will automatically say he's only going to run the football here. I think he's going to be able to throw it around a little bit too, and you can you can do some different things with him. But I mean, you could line him up at wide receiver, throw him a you know wide receiver pass or something like that. I mm-hmm. mean, you could, but I don't think he's he's up for changing position. No, no. No, not full time, but I think what he's saying is like, could he line up at wide receiver like for there a, play a gadget play? Yeah, I could see that, but we'll see. Uh, rank these Ole Miss delusions. He just had Ole Miss in his heart. 2003 SEC West champions. Hugh Freeze is a God fearing man of integrity. <laughs> it's only women's basketball and track. The Tuies are great people who helped Ower out of the goodness of their heart. They're all tied for first. They're all tied for first. No, no, I'm not even going to attempt. They're all tied for first. (laughs) They are each and equally delusional. Oh, me. Yesterday was something else, man. We will never, we will never, never see a day like yesterday. This is incredible. All right, uh, let's see here. Who's Who we got up next? Um, Cameron Barefoot. My wife and I just had our first baby on Friday. She was seven weeks early, so some prayers would be great. Our prayers are definitely with you, Cameron, and your family. Uh, yes. What advice would you give to first-time parents of a baby girl? I think I gave this advice to Robbie, and I, I have seen it in action since. Just get used to saying yes. Correct. Tried to <laughs> fight it. Yeah, there's no point. Yeah, if if you have a boy, it's easy to say no, right? Like, be a man. You know, even if three years old, be a man. All right, we're not we're not doing that. Girl, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll do that. Yeah, just just say yes. More advice would be prepare to have your heart broken a million times, a lot. Yeah. Um. You know, I was a I was a punk kid. I was not always nice to my uh, parents, and I can appreciate the fact now that sometimes that hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. And I ha- I have a feeling that that's going to happen to me one day. As sweet as I think my little girl is right now, there's eventually going to come a time where she says, "I hate you. Um, get out of my room. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to tell you what's going on in my life. Things like that." It's going to be tough. And when the boyfriend comes in and the boyfriend breaks her heart, that's going to break my heart. And I'm going to want to break his face and yeah, yeah. things like that. It's just going to be the next like 15 years are just going to be absolutely terrible in a lot of ways. But I'm choosing to try to find the positives of everything. I mean, the other day I'm walking her up to school, first day of school in preschool, holding her hand, and she starts slipping her hand out of my hand. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you doing, sweetie? Well, I want to go see my friends. That hurts. It that hurts. Hurts it my does. heart. So, I mean, just uh, I'll take it a step further. The first day of, of high school this year, I volunteered at Starkville High. They were doing a thing called Dads at the Door or something like that, where they wanted to have 
some of the dads welcoming kids to school. Good luck this year, blah, blah, blah. I was like, sure, I'll do it. So I, I'm, I'm going to do it. I send them an email like, yeah, I'll be there. And then I, like two days before school starts, I mentioned my daughter. I was like, you know, I got We got to get there a little early because I'm doing that dad's at the door thing. And she just looks at me and she goes, say psych. <laughs> and I was like, no, I, I said I was going to do it. And she like got really, she's like, please, please tell them you won't do it. Please tell them, you no, I, please don't do this. And I'm like, what's the problem? She's like, I'll be so embarrassed. Please don't do it. Please do not be this stuff. <laughs> so I emailed them back and I'm like, ah, never mind. I can't make it. I got, you know, prior commitment, you know, anything, but yeah. So it happens. And what's weird is there's probably kids in her school that think you're cool mm-hmm. because you're on the radio. And I you've doubt done- that, but okay. There are, man. If you say so. There are, man. These kids that these kids at these schools that listen to the, I could I got yelled at thunder and lightning from the student section the other day at Starbuck oh, Academy. There you go, there you go. I mean, people I mean these these kids think I don't know, there's a lot of people that don't think Charlie cool, Wilson have a kid there. That's who that was. No, no, his kids are out. Okay. Well then never mind. Um, Mangum Cafe, how in the world did the blind side make three hundred million dollars? The story's great. It was a good fairy it's a tale. Good, uplifting. The same way Star Wars did. People love to read fiction. They love to be involved in fictional characters. Brandon Walker made a good point yesterday. You people believe that this? What? You people believe that this this guy that was like eighteen years old, living in in Memphis, looks at a bed and says, "What is that?" Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, My- Michael Orr has come out against this movie. For 15 years, however long it's been out, 14, whatever. Supposedly, he hates Over's the movie Oxford. because it makes him look like a dope. Supposedly, Ower is in Oxford today at a book signing. I wonder what yes. that's I wonder what's going on there. I wonder if anything's <laughs> going to happen. Uh, and do the Tuies run the most corrupt Taco Bell on the planet? I would never go to a Taco Bell in Memphis, never under any circumstances, <laughs> even if it's a buffet. A Taco Bell buffet sounds like a terrible idea. You'd you'd never make it out of the restaurant before you had to go to the bathroom. Never know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, All right. Um, Rob Hadaway, please rank the following lies told in The Blind Side. The 2003 being Egg Bowl being played on a clear day around lunchtime. Literally everything else in the movie. (laughs) What a great question. Yeah, the He always remembers these obscure day. things. Well, I mean, I remember that game was played on Thanksgiving Day in a driving rainstorm. And then it was at night. So, yeah, but everything else in the movie is the answer. Is that the one they were watching on TV? I, I have no... <laughs> like, I've seen the blind side. I'm trying to think with the, the 2003 Egg Bowl... Or was uh, was he playing? Was he playing in that? No. I'm trying to think what no. what part of the movie that was. I know there was one point they were like no watching idea. on TV or something. I got no idea, my friend. Okay, John. Yeah, Bryant- I was at that 2003 Egg Bowl. I was very yeah. much miserable. I was there. John Bryant Stewart was the angriest y'all have made a coach with a question during a press conference. I don't think I've ever made a coach angry with a question. There is the Mullen thing where I thought he was going to be angry. But he ended up not being angry. Um, About what? That was the one where I asked him. The question was: In their three, they were playing A and M on the road, 
And I was like, in your three previous road games, you've gotten off to a slow start in all of them. Is there some sort of underlying factor that you've seen that's, that's your team is just getting off to these slow starts? And he was just he just looked up at the sky for like 10 seconds. It's it's a legit 10 seconds. Yeah. And I was like, he's about to blow up on me. I remember he, that too. He just comes back with, eh, just a lack of execution, I think. And I was like, all that. So <laughs> Moorhead was mad at me after the LSU press conference, but not because of a question. I think he, I think Moorhead listened to our press con- our our show. Well, I guess it wasn't you at the time. It was Joel. He listened to me killing him, and was just mad about it. But I don't think I've ever made him mad with a question. What'd I don't say, remember, like when the press conference was over, he just was like, "We good? We good, Brian?" And I was just like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. So. Um... I've only made a coach mad, I think, one time uh-huh. that that I know of. Uh-huh. They, they, it was Chris Lamonis last year. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This year, whenever I asked him, whenever I mentioned they had lost eleven straight, mm-hmm. or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. SEC games, and why why are they struggling to win games in the SEC? And he, you know, had that smart aleck remark, and I know. There was there were several people in the staff that were really mad about that question, mm-hmm. but and, people right. were mentioning it before when it happened. People were saying this is you know eleven straight or whatever SEC games that we've lost. Why can't we? I mean, you you screw up every now and then and win one of those games. It yeah. lost like eleven or thirteen straight. Yeah, and he he wasn't very happy about that. But I don't remember any other time that a coach has like been like really mad at at the press conference. At a question you asked, no. But there was another time a coach was mad at you. Dan Mullen? No. No. Come have a walk with me, brother. Oh. <laughs> Vic Schaefer. <laughs> Vic I Schaefer. I swear, as soon as you left the room, it was like third grade in there. We were all like, oh. Yeah, everybody did. Walk with me, brother. We all Vic Schaefer got game. mad at me for not having the Troy game. It was like 113 to 70 on the front page of the sports page, which, by the way, I don't I, – I just send my uh, story in and, the, and Danny P puts it on the page. But it was in the middle of football season. It was like during the middle of the week. Like it was supposed to be – it was supposed to trump football season. I couldn't do that. Yeah. What can you do? I, I remember Neil Price telling me like, you know, I was at Tennessee like in the height of the Pat Summit era, and their stuff didn't even make the front page. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out, Brandon Marcello, I tweeted at him, and he has deleted his tweet and put up one that says, the Jackie Sherrill era helmets are back. That's a good man. There he goes. Love you, Brandon. Brandon's a good man. He is. Patton Paris. Uh, I recently discovered Snuff by Slipknot and had to check twice to make sure it is, in fact, Slipknot. What song, song have you heard that surprises you that it's from a certain band? So what's a band that's like that doesn't sound like them, but it is them? Like the like the, the song, like not right. the title. Right, 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 right. Um, I remember Avenged Sevenfold at one point did like a little. There is a song called "Dear God," mm-hmm. and it's it starts off like acoustic. And it sounds like country, mm-hmm. and that that one kind of like blew my mind. Yeah. Slipknot has has a few songs like that. Um, 
Vermilion Part Two is like the snuff song. Snuff is a great song. Mm-hmm. Corey Taylor is is really good, and that's kind of his influence. But it it would be something like that. It'd be like a a heavy band doing something. A you little line is along those lines. Nothing else matters by Metallica. That's good. That was the first time I heard. That. I was like, "That's Metallica." Wait, hold on. Yeah, that's and I was, it is so. Um, also from Patton. This weekend, I helped my parents clear off their property after they had multiple trees cut down. I felt like I felt your pain from laying sod. Do you concur? And yeah, I mean, how can you not, Robbie? Yeah, luckily, I didn't have to actually lay the sod. Mm-hmm. All I've had to do is water it, which has been, which has sucked enough. Yeah. Um, but because I, you know, I, I've got, you know, a big area of sod that I've had to water and we've had, we had no rain. Luckily, it's it seems to have rooted into the ground. I'm not having to water it nearly as much, so it's mm-hmm. not as bad. But yeah, it's a, the the heat this summer has just been it's it's been unbearable. Yeah. Last one from Patton. Have you ever eaten so much of something that it made you sick, and it's hard for you to eat anymore? I do have one. Okay. When I was a kid, we went to my dad, and we were in Shreveport, Louisiana. Shout out to Bunky Perkins. And we ate at Po' Boys. Do you remember Po' Boys restaurants? Yeah. Okay. They had like all you could eat popcorn shrimp. And I love fried shrimp when I was a kid. I still love fried shrimp. But I still I won't eat popcorn shrimp to this day. I ate, I must ate 50 popcorn shrimp. And we got back to the hotel and I was just sick as a dog, man. I don't know if there's anything that I've that I've eaten that's made me sick that I'd like maybe not want to eat again. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get over stuff, you know. Like I, like I can. Even if I got sick off of it, I get over it. Now my wife, she had one time she had surgery or something and was taking some medicine when she was younger, mm-hmm. and her mom made like a baked potato and she ate the potato and, and got sick because mm-hmm. of the medicine she was eating. Mm-hmm. She can't eat anything that's potatoy anymore. Like oh, really? she can no. mashed potatoes, nothing like that. Won't eat mashed potatoes. Oh, She'll wow. eat French fries, but they have to be crispy. I'm they with can't her. be like you can't bite into it. And steak like, fries for her is what you're saying. Can't do it. I got mm-hmm. you. I will say so I, since we've been married, she's never made mashed potatoes. I don't that you I can remember. For, you come from my house for Thanksgiving this year on Saturday, and we we'll have mashed potatoes. I love mashed potatoes. Right, I well, love I love I'm a baked counting, potato. I'm counting you in for that. Um, I have one more thing. It's not an eat. But one time, me and a friend of mine, we split a fifth of Goldschlager. And so now, to this day, I can eat cinnamon rolls and stuff like that. But like anything that has like that harsh, artificial cinnamon taste, like I can't chew Big Red. Oh, I, yeah. I can't. I remember the next day, I walked past a guy who was chewing Big Red, and I almost got sick on him. I had to run to the bathroom. Oh, if I smell Jägermeister oh. now, that, that's, that's me. I hear you. All right. Uh, Brick Thomas. Would you not listen to or keep up with any Mississippi State athletics for a year, but the next year Mississippi State wins a national title? So I can't. All right, first off, I have to find another job for a year, Brick. That makes it sort of difficult for us. <laughs> just call yourself like a, just put yourself in the shoes of a common person right now. Yes, You're just I, a random. I would fan. take if you told me for a fact that look, I can't watch any MSU sports for a year, but next year Mississippi State wins the national title in football. I'll take that sacrifice. Sure. Yeah, I can do that. 
right. figure out something else. I mean, I'll follow yeah. something else. Uh, what's your favorite interaction with a pissed off Ole Miss fan? It is still to this day the guy who tweeted me on Thanksgiving morning uh, about Jackie Sherrill being a punk and how he, he was going to be looking for me. Uh, I've tweeted that a few times. I may retweet it again. Jackie Sherrill's a punk, mm-hmm. and, and he like, wants to I, fight you. He wanted to fight me. Okay. Mine would be the guy that decided he was going to stop covering recruiting because Cam Akers chose Florida State. Moving on. I believe that's the guy that called Moving me a douche on. canoe. Moving on. Clark County, I have four questions, but I do not expect all four to be answered because I am not a Rudy Poo jabroni. All right. Answer nice. as many or as few. These are long questions, too. I recently had a debate with my girlfriend where I joked about the idea of naming our first male child Davis Wade. I know that both of you only have daughters, but if either of you had a boy, would you consider naming him something state-related? What are your thoughts on people that name thing, their children after sports-related things? I don't have an issue, an issue with it. I would I, When we, we were not sure what our daughters were going to be, my wife and I, we, we considered boy names, but we didn't have any MSU-related ones. I, if I always did say, though, that if I ever had a, uh, a bulldog, I would name him Desenzo. I don't like that. Yeah. Mine would never be, you know, because I loved a certain person or whatever. Like, it would be just because I thought their name sounded cool. Like, my wife and I named our kid after a wrestler. So, and it's not like because she's Natalia. We named her uh, Natalie. They called her Natty. So, we called, we wanted to do Natty. We thought it was a cool name. So, I mean, I, there hasn't been anybody that has like come along and be like, I want to name my kid Dak. You know, I yeah. definitely want to do that. But I know a guy who named who has a son named Dak. I've heard a lot of dogs mm-hmm. being named Dak. Oh, there's a bunch but, of kids named Dak right now. Uh, yeah, I yeah. That. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Dakota. I mean, yeah. yeah. Rank these works of fiction. The 1989 Batman, The Sopranos, Game of Thrones, the original Star Wars, The Blind Side. <laughs> Ooh, the blind side easily number one. That is the most unbelievable story you'll ever hear. I would <laughs> I would easily believe a story about space knights and an emperor and uh you know hyperspace travel. I would easily believe a story about dragons and sorcerers. I would easily believe a story about a superhero uh billionaire before I would believe one's word, one second of the blind side. So the blind yeah, Sopranos is last because that's that, like yeah, the, the real life events, basically. Yeah, exactly. So Blindside, Game of Thrones, Soprano, uh, Star Wars, Batman, Sopranos. I would now rank them as your favorite. Oh man. Uh Batman Sopranos no has Batman. to be up there. Batman, Sopranos, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Blindside. So Batman over Sopranos. I love Batman. I'm a Batman freak. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see here. Brandon Parker just tells us that Zima wasn't the first step to high noon. Bartles and James was. I'll agree with that. Bartles and James and Seagram was wine coolers. Those were the uh, the original. Oh, yeah, I remember Brandon. Seagram's. Yeah. Uh, Broken Fairchild, if you could be a reality TV star, which show would you be on? I'll do another season of Joe Millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> All the hot women thinking I'm rich. And then at the end, I just dropped the bomb on him. I'm not. 
construction worker. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, what about you? I don't know. I mean, maybe if I wasn't married, The Bachelor. Yeah, the that's a if you're a guy, you got to pick one of those shows where like the women are just fall. How about how about Rob of Love instead of Rock of Love? We got Rob of Love, <laughs> Brett Michaels. Well, oh, God, what's the other I, one? I got a oh, it's the Flavor Flav one. Flavor Flav. I got a I got an incredible title. I'm gonna let you tell me if I should say. You know where it's 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 a little risque. But do you want to hear it or not? Something to do with my last name. Do you, do you want to hear it or not? Sure. Who wants to fuck me? <laughs> <laughs> Mom, that was Brian. I want to, I want to uh, reemphasize. Juju, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Juju. I want to reemphasize that I said if I wasn't married and also Brian was the one that made that joke. What a great title. Who won the record? That? Uh, what movie scared you the most as a kid? Mine had to be Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet scary. Uh, it was up there. Ooh, that's a good choice. The, the series, the 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 mini series that yeah. was on TV. The movie yeah. is ten times, even as an adult, is ten times scarier. Well, no, no, no. It was the it was that, but it was it was like a mini. No, like, no, it was no, like I, a, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that now, though, that when they did the movie, I'd already seen the mini series and read oh, okay. the book, but the the movie is scarier than the mini series to me. Oh, easily. The movie is. Very close you know, to the book. You know, there's a prequel coming out on HBO Max. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to Dairy. So it it it's a good choice for me. It's, it's I love Stephen King. The number one the the movie I, I refuse to watch ever again is The Exorcist. I've seen it once. I'll never watch it again. That's tough. Done with that one. Well, they got a new Exorcist movie coming out that looked kind of wild. They 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 were showed in front of Oppenheimer when I was there the other day. Yeah. Uh, is this a question? Okay, there is a question in here. Wade Jones, on kickoffs, the general rule of thumb is put your heels on the goal line, let it go if it's over your head. With Tulu, don't you let him stand three, four yards deep and let him still bring it out? He has the odds of getting to the 25-yard line anyway. He averaged over 32 yards. I, I A couple yards deep in the end zone, I don't have a problem with Tulu Griffin bringing that out. Yeah, on kickoffs especially. Yeah. And if it was like a punt... Punts, yeah, no, put your feet on the ten. With the dude right in your face. No. Right. But on the kickoff, when there's not going to be anybody within 15, 20 yards of getting to him yet, mm -hmm. yeah, take off and run. I'll take my chances. Agreed. Agreed. Um, dear old state, I get the feeling Mississippi State will have more pass attempts than rushing attempts this upcoming season. What do you think the pass-rush ratio is? Will be so. Let's look at App State last year, shall we? Last year, App State averaged uh, thirty pass attempts per game and forty rush attempts per game. So, in a seventy-play game, they were fifty-eight. It's like fifty-eight forty-two. I think it might be a little closer to fifty-five forty-five. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fifty-four run. Okay, so fifty-four so run. 40. They were okay. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying too. Yeah, yeah, 50, yeah. 54 to 55 percent run and 45 to 46 percent pass, which that's is right. that's that's nicely balanced. Agreed. Agreed. If you look at the if you look at the teams, I'm not saying state's going to be one of those teams, but if you look at the teams that are competing for national championships, mm -hmm. they're going to run the football more than they pass. Yes, Agreed. anywhere from 52 to 55, probably. I would guess. 
Uh, where are we here? I'll tell you what, let's just go ahead and do the uh, the break here. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. This weekend or any weekend, if you're grilling out, nothing beats the sizzle of beef. Steaks, burgers, kebabs, brisket, tri-tips. There's just so many great things that you can do with beef when you're talking about cooking on the grill. That's why when you're saying you're having a cookout, if there's no beef on the menu, eh, people are going to find other things to do. So go to the grocery store, go to your butcher shops, and pick up some steaks today. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food, and Robbie and I will be there later this evening. So we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to having some pork belly tacos for Robbie, maybe some chicken chipotle tacos for Brian. Or I don't know, man. I, I might go with that um, that sandwich. Prime rib sandwich. Yeah. Can't go wrong. I think on the French I'm on the French it. bread. They've got that those new Korean pork belly belly buns. I'm gonna try I might try those tonight. Why not? It's Why vacation. Not? It's vacation. Exactly. Exactly. So enjoy a vacation of your own. Head to the cotton district and grab some smoked southern soul food at a bulldog initiative business. That's two brothers smoked meats. Great products, great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they've been doing it for 48 years. Guys, 48 years in business, that's how you know you're dealing with someone who takes care of their customers. When you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems. Then if you need service, you call them back. No 1-800 number, no call center, no out-of-state technicians, just Mississippi people taking care of you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Uh, yeah. The Rogue. The Collegiate Collection. They, I was told they will have the interlocking stuff very soon. I don't know that they have it today, but they're going to get that very soon, which means you can add another great logo that they have at The Rogue, where you don't have to worry about the banner M. You can worry about the interlocking, the state script, the M over S, the stuff that you guys want, that you have been telling people that you want, the Rogue delivers it to you with great products, great service. You just can't go wrong. If you haven't seen the collegiate collection at the Rogue, you're missing out. Shop at the Rogue in Jackson or online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Uh, Sheldon Nations, would you rather your kids be addicted to cigarettes or cell phones? Cell phones, how is this even a question? This is not even a question. I don't want my kids smoking. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not fired up about these cell phones, but yeah, I mean, I think I, I think we can, we can manage the cell phones, mm-hmm. especially early on. You have like the the parent guard or whatever on the phones. They can't mm-hmm. access certain apps. I mean, I, I can manage that. Yeah, I'd rather them. I'd rather my kid not start um, the lawn darts anytime soon right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, Kyle Wilson, now that we know aliens are real and they come to they would come to us, they want to learn about the South. What five movies would you pick to show them that define the South? Smokey and the Bandit. That's a you you nailed it. Nailed it, Robbie. Uh Smokey and the Bandit. Varsity Blues. Yep. Tell them about high school football. But high school football is so important here. In this Do we want to add in Friday Night Lights or include that with Varsity Blues? Because I think that feature. That's I, that encapsulates okay. high yeah. school football in the South. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Because that way you get like the over, the one's a little dramatic, but the other one is real. Or at least it's, it's mainly real. All right, so we got that. Um, what about like uh, Steel Magnum? Like a time to kill. We go. Do we go drama? We're gonna. We're gonna let. The, we're gonna let the, the 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 aliens know how bad it's been. Sometimes. Well, we I, I think it's important right. to have history in All there. Right. A time to kill, and then I think you need to put steel magnolias in there, just because that's a uh, you, you learn about southern women and how yeah. they operate. So that okay. Honorable mention was deliverance. <laughs> I can go bad. You know, be careful. Uh, there you go. Andy lost. Yeah, we might we want, might want to put a time to kill and deliverance in the middle of that and close out with something like Steel Magnolias, mm-hmm. so we can end on a on a nice note. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, you don't want to end with Steel Magnolias. That's a really sad movie. Well, there's some good moments in there. There is, but they, you'll cry at the end though. Um, Andy Losick. should Mississippi State have demanded more from the producers of the program on how the Bulldogs would be portrayed? How much of the way MSU was portrayed in the program has contributed to this narrative of state being a perennial bottle feeder? I'll answer the second question first. I don't think it's, it's had much to do. But this is another example of the Larry Templeton Athletic Department. They reach out to me like, hey, we want to put you guys in this movie. Oh, by the way, we're gonna you're going to get blown out and look like a bunch of losers. Shit, say no! <laughs> say, unless we're winning the game, unless we're like Iowa in that game and we're winning the game... We're not playing. We're not participating. Go pick Ole Miss. Pick somebody else. And those uniforms suck too. Yeah, th- those are the MSJs. Yep. So, just terrible. Has uh, Mississippi State ever portrayed in a good, positive light on something like that? I mean, how many movies have we have Mississippi State? Not, not really like movies as often, I guess. But yeah. like you know, I mean, there's just not a whole lot of national things yeah. that happen for Mississippi State where it's right. good. You're right. You're right. Um, Jeremy Simmons, top five most successful Bulldogs in the NFL all time. Fletcher Cox is on that list. Walt Harris is on that list. He was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. He played like 12, 13 years in the league. Diddy Lewis played 20 years. He won a couple Super Bowls with the Cowboys. Um, Darius Slay is coming up there. He's getting up there. Chris Jones may already be there. He's, yeah. got, he's got a couple Super Bowls, and he's he's an all-time uh, – he's going to be making a ton of money. I'm trying to think if we left anybody out. That's just like obvious. Um, Super Bowl winners and things like that. I mean, yeah, no Hall of Famers yet. Yeah, I, I'll be honestly, I'll take those five. I mean, you could put Dak in there, but he hasn't had the playoff success. But he certainly made the money. Yeah, from a from a like a known standpoint, he might be the most known mm-hmm. player that's ever come out of Mississippi State mm-hmm. in the NFL. I can't. I, I can't imagine anybody else that's been more mainstream. But I mean, he's he's one of those guys that like you can say his first name. Yeah, everybody like knows. that. Yeah. I mean, and that, I don't. I didn't think I'd ever say that. I mean, I'm not saying he's a Kobe or LeBron, but he's mentioned like those guys as like if you say Dak, you know who that is. Yeah. Uh, a Swinson asks, how many Taco Bells can you buy for three hundred million? I mean, I can match it a lot. Um, bigger fraud, the blind side or Hugh Freeze's compliance tweet? Hey, the, the compliance tweet is not a fraud. It happened. That's a real thing. <laughs> it existed. The blind side is a bigger fraud. Yes. But Freeze is involved in that. So, you know, you just can't get away. 
Uh, He's usually not involved in fraudulent activities. That's really not like him. No, no, very, very godly man. Um, Charles Potts asks us, after seeing some highlights from the 2000 Florida game, it got me wondering what is the biggest what-if season, 2000 or 2018? It's a good question. 2010 might be up there. See, 2010, I didn't have I didn't have those expectations, right? I mean, they, they still remember they lost two of their first three games, and you're like, well, I'm just yeah. talking about if they would have gotten Cam Newton. Oh, okay, yeah, for sure. Oh, I see what you're saying. But in terms of the players, it's a pretty big what if. 2000, that team was cruising to the SEC West Championship. They lose at LSU in a game that they they should have won. But even then, they're still going to win the West. All they got to do is hit an extra or hit a field goal from extra point range against Arkansas. That gets blocked. Then they go into overtime, pick Prather, tears his ACL. They lose, and then they lose Doc in Ole Miss the next week. After Wayne Mackin had stuck, had put out to a two touchdown lead, he get he's sick, he can't play anymore, and they just can't hold. There's a lot of what ifs in the 2000 season. 2018, the only what if is if Dan Mullen had stayed. 20, 2000 yeah. gives you like six or seven things. Like if this had just happened differently, that season's remembered differently, right? Um, and then, I mean, you talk about you're going to play in the SEC championship game against a Florida team you had already smoked. So, you know, who knows how that turns out. Uh, I'm very interested in this, uh, Robbie. Hail State Muse. Back when Purcell was first hired, you guys had a segment on the show where Robbie stated Purcell would never compete for a championship at State. Given how he performed after one year, both on and off the court, has that mindset changed? I don't remember you saying this. I don't, I don't remember ever don't, saying that. I don't. I, I cannot imagine that you, before a, a game was played, would ever say anything like no. that. No. So, yeah. I'm just, I never said that. If you've got the clip, we want to hear it, but I don't recall that. I said that, that Sam Purcell will never compete for a championship. That's what they're saying you said. I don't have any memory of this whatsoever, nor would I. You're going to have to bring out full context there, buddy. That's a yeah. pretty strong statement. I don't remember ever saying that. Correct. I'm with you on that. John Carpenter asks, I'm looking to get into the EPL this year, but not sure what club to root for. I've always been a fan of the Boston Red Sox and looking for a club with similarities to them. Any thoughts? The answer is Liverpool. Liverpool is owned by the same people who own the Red Sox, first and foremost. Plus, Robbie, remember the movie Fever Pitch? I do. So that movie, the kid, the Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon is a lifelong Red Sox fan. Mm-hmm. In the book Fever Pitch it's about soccer, and he's a lifelong Liverpool fan. Okay. So, Why did they change that? Because for American audiences, I mean, are you going to get into soccer? No, the Red Sox makes a lot more. And it has happened to time up perfectly with the Red Sox actually winning a World Series. I will never forget watching that World Series and seeing Jimmy Kimmel run on the field and thinking this is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Like, I can't believe the Red Sox sold that moment out like that, but whatever. But yes, the answer to your question, John, is you should be a Liverpool fan. Also from John, what house or family of Game of Thrones would State be in? State would be the Baratheons. The Baratheons were grinders. They they yeah. loved to fight. Robert Baratheon, yeah, they 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 didn't have a problem getting down in the mud. And and the, you know they fought the uh, the Targaryens, who were you know the the better than yous of the uh, the world. So yeah, definitely the Baratheons. Ours is the fury. Steve, I'm with it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Steve Mormon, what's your best Christmas morning memory? What year and what was it for 15-year-old me? 1979 and a Mattel in television. Oh, and television was awesome. And yes, I know the big guy didn't bring it. 
So his parents got him that one. Okay. Uh, do you have a Do you have a Christmas morning that that stands out for you? Um, uh, one of the ones I remember the most is the first guitar I ever got. Oh, nice. And I guess that was probably maybe like two thousand four, two thousand five, sometime mm-hmm. like that. I was about teenager, and I really wanted a guitar. And you know, like when you're a kid back then, your mom gets you the magazine, mm-hmm. like yeah, Sears yeah. or something like that. JC Penny catalog. JC Penny Sears catalog. Like that was my like my mom be like, circle the things you want and we'll you know, we'll tell Santa Claus. And so I got a black Yamaha uh, electric guitar. And nice. my dad taught me two chords, G and uh, he taught me three chords, G, C, and D. And I just, I would not leave my room. I, t- I taught myself how to play every single song I could possibly find that had those chords mm-hmm. and went from there. So... As far as gifts from Santa goes, uh, it was the morning I woke up to Castle Grayskull. That was the one. Like, you walk downstairs and there's Castle Grayskull with him. I was like, oh, my God. Thank you, Santa. Um, from my, my mom, I'll never forget, it was the year I wanted the Nintendo Entertainment System. That's what I wanted. And I, I knew it was going to be a tough ask. But so we get Christmas morning, and I, I didn't get it. And so I was, I was like, it's cool. It's fine. Yeah, I, I didn't think I was going to get it. We're getting ready to go to grandma's for Christmas lunch. And mom's like, hey, I, we got some, I got some gifts we're taking to, to this. Will you? They're under my bed. I can't reach them. Will you grab them? So I, I don't even look. I just put my arm under the bed. I'm on the floor. And I pull and I pull out Metroid. I was like, what? And I pull up the bed cover. I look and there's the Nintendo Entertainment System. And I'm telling you right now, I lost six pounds the next week because I didn't come out of my room. Didn't I, wouldn't eat. Eat, I wouldn't eat meals. I was just, I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry. And those things were like, they're, I mean, so simple. But at the time, oh, at like, the time they were groundbreaking. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. Ethan Brazil asked, uh, would you wear a WWE title fanny pack? If so, have I got a link for you? And there it is, the WWE Championship fanny pack. Would you wear that? I wouldn't wear no. a WWE belt. I wouldn't wear a WWE. I, I wouldn't wear any fanny pack, let alone. A I don't understand the people that that walk around at like the grown men that walk around the uh, events with the title belt like yeah. on their shoulder. If I'm gonna I have guess, a belt, like, I'm gonna have like the real thing. That costs a lot of money. I'm gonna put it in a case. I would love that being said. I would love if I was in a fantasy league that had a belt. Yeah, I, I don't no, wear, put it I'd up wear, in my office. I'd wear it to the draft. Yeah, the champ is here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Talking Dogs podcast says two years in a row now. Big Game Boomer has ranked Talking Dogs podcast the number one Mississippi State podcast. How will this affect your legacy? Uh, well, I have Big Game Boomer blocked because he's a GD idiot. Uh, literally anybody can make. I can make a list right now. Uh, people who have the uh, the the biggest junk in the world. Brian Haydad, number one. Who cares? You got any proof? You know this guy ranks restaurants that he's in cities he's never been to. 
He ranks podcasts that he doesn't listen to. So how does it affect my legacy? It doesn't. It doesn't at all. By the way, it's effect with an A. Um, Also, this podcast is called Talking Dogs, which happens to be the same thing as my YouTube uh, thing that I do. Of course. And it says their first episode was February 26, 2022, which was several months after I started my thing. So you stole my name. Yeah. I don't know your name, pal, as Ric Flair would say. Uh, let's see here. Coming here, trying to trope on our area like that. Stay out taking of our, taking our YouTube names. Who, who, who are you? Uh, let's see here. Well, it says it's uh, Maddie Light. I know about Natty Light. I don't know who Maddie Light is, though. Maddie Light and someone whose name is Dogs Today. So congratulations. Oh, for them. We were talking earlier about being named after sports. So Dogs Today Smith there. Uh, Jay in Baltimore, rank these urban legends from most to least believable. Area 51, Oswald acted alone. The U.S. had advanced knowledge of the attack on Pearl Harbor, Bigfoot, and the blind side. Ah, I left loving the blindside questions today. (laughs) All right. From least believable, I don't believe the U.S. had advanced knowledge of the attack on Pearl Harbor. I don't think they just gave up military. No. They're just like, yeah, we'll let them sink half of our fleet. Sure, no problem. No. Yeah. I think that was complete, you know, under the cover darkness. Everything else is believable, right? Area 51 evidently does exist. Uh, yep. Bigfoot is probably the second least believable just because in this day and age of cameras and everything, somebody would have had something real, like a real video of this thing. And we know for a fact that that picture that they have from way back in the day yeah. was a guy yeah, in a suit. Right. So that's that's number two, least or most be- or least believable. We'll go Oswald or Area 51 for three. Oswald acted alone. That's a conspiracy theory, I believe. There obviously were more than one shooter on that one. Yes. And there's, then, there's no way. There's there's no way that he could have done that all by himself. And then the least believable one is the blind side. Nobody believes that. Courtney Maroon, who wanted to remind us that her last name is pronounced like the color, how far in advance will the kickoff for the state South Carolina be, game be decided? I live in Charleston and would like to go. Uh, that'll be decided on September. Let me look at the dates here. It'll be two weeks ahead of the kickoff. So, oh, God, September 11th. Sorry, but that's when it is. Um, And then, is it just as annoying for someone to arrive early as it is late? It just depends on how early they are. Like, I'm if, having to, If you're, I'm like, having, hosting something... Yeah. And somebody shows up, like, 20 minutes early while you're still getting ready, that's annoying. See, as long as they like, are like, hey, I know I'm early, I'm sorry. If they just go sit on the couch and just they're quiet and they get stay out of your way, that's yeah. fine. Now, if they show up two hours early, that's an issue. Yeah, like when you're trying to get stuff done and like you want everything to be perfect before your company comes right, over. Right. And I don't want anybody showing up well in I, advance. I, I want you to walk in and I'm like, hey, grab grab a plate. We're good to go. Yeah. Uh, that said, being late though is just inexcusable. Especially if somebody invited you somewhere. And they've prepared something for you. Show up on time. So. Yeah, I try. I try to be early for stuff. It doesn't always work out, especially now that I live thirty minutes away from Starville. But yeah. I've always like been mad at myself if I'm really late for something. Yeah. 
Um, Scott Ming, do you listen to any content Barstool puts out? Is Brandon really playing a heel, or is he truly a narcissist? Uh, Brandon is, a, as you know, a huge fan of professional wrestling, just like Robbie and I are. He knows how to play the heel. I mean, that that, that that's him playing a character. You guys don't think he's actually like that, do you? No, he's not. He's a no. He's not like that. He's ten person. times worse in person. Oh, yeah, he's just the worst person you ever met. Um, <laughs> Playballer DC for the rumblings. Make up a scenario where Dan Mullen could be the head coach of Mississippi State again. He'd have to get back into coaching first. I don't think State would hire him off of ESPN. But if he got back in and he had some success at another school, and let's say. Five years down the road from now, Arnett decides he wants he he's off to a better job. You could see bringing Mullen back. I would be, and then back. he would have to like humble himself with the fan base. Yeah, he would just he would just come I, out first press conference and say like, you know, the biggest mistake of my career was ever leaving Mississippi State. I should have stayed here and continued to build a championship program. We would have won a national title by now if I had stayed here. Just you know, just live it up. There was an article that somebody shared on the board the other day where he was talking about his career and you know his time at Florida and he he basically said in there like people that look at me I think they look at me as a Mississippi State guy. I agree. Like I, I think when people look at my career they're not going to say oh that was a Florida coach. I think they're going to say that was the Mississippi State coach and his time there was more memorable than it was at Florida. Even though he won the SEC East. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, the last year was really bad, but yeah. Um, but anyway, like I, you know, I, I think that he remembers his time fondly at Mississippi State, yeah. um, and I think fans would eventually get on board with him if he's winning and if he says, you know, hey, I, I don't think that I treated this place with the respect that it needed to be treated. I appreciate everything you that you guys have done for me, accepting me whenever I was an offensive coordinator and a Yankee and you took me in as your own. He would have to do something like that. Yeah. Uh, Darren asks us, rank these summer of 23 events, the Catfish Tour, the return of interlocking MSU, the state script helmet reveal, finding out the blindside was complete BS. These are all great things. What a summer we've had. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go the Catfish Tour 1, finding out the blind side, complete BS 2, uh, and then the other two things can be 3, 4, however you want to rank them. They're both awesome. I'm good with it. You good with that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Norwood asked, if any location could host a WWE-AEW crossover event, where would it be and why would it be Memphis? It would not be Memphis. You would need you need to have it in like Dallas at Arlington. At the Cowboys. Yeah, it had to be in a big stadium. It had to be in a huge stadium. Because if you're telling me right now that I'm going to get Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns, I'll pay a lot for that ticket. Yeah. So. And that'd be awesome. Actually, I don't think you probably get Omega versus Rollins because they'd want Moxley versus Reigns. Oh, yeah. The Omega versus Rollins would be, a, That'd be an incredible, incredible, incredible match. Uh, also from Andrew, what is the better storyline this year for Mississippi State, for Mississippi sports? Hartfield Academy banned from the playoffs for recruiting violation or Michael Lower's fake adoption. It's not even close. NBC doesn't have on the front page of its website about Hartfield Academy. It's Michael Lower. This is the story of the summer. We never thought that this story was, I mean, we thought that it might come, but we had 
all but forgotten about it. The fact that it just popped up out of nowhere on a random Monday in the summer, crazy. Yeah, fantastic. Cooper Gordon says he's the new father of a four-week-old boy. Congrats, Cooper. Congratulations. Um, What's the best late night, early morning watch? Any classic game prior to 1990 a must-watch? Well, if you can find one on, on YouTube, you're doing good. If you could find the 86 game against Tennessee, that would be my choice. Yeah, I don't know. I've, that might be out there somewhere. Yeah. I know I know Mississippi State had that at one point mm-hmm. because I remember watching it. Yeah. But, um, I mean, if you're going for – Mississippi State uh, stuff, then, you know, old games, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, here's a uh, – well, it's just a it's just a snippet. Yeah, finding that whole game would be – No, here's – here's I think here's one, 1986 Mississippi State versus Tennessee on YouTube. How how long is the clip? Two hours. There, there it is. That's one. That's a good one to watch then. Crazy what you can find out there. It really is. It is. It's on there, man. Thanks to um, Yankee fan, who I'm assuming is a state fan, too. There you go. Uh, Those uniforms are bad, though, man. Not good. Yeah. Jeffrey Chancellor says, rank these supervillains. Thanos, Hannibal Lecter, Pennywise, Skylar White. First off, first off, those are villains, okay? Thanos is a supervillain, as is Pennywise. But Skylar White is just a a woman. All right, not, it's not in the same breath with Thanos. She's right. a villain, though. Just a villain. I don't even say she's a villain. She's a victim. Poor she's woman. a villain to me. She yeah, she I turns into... I don't like her, especially on the IFT episode, but, I mean, my God. Walter White is the villain there. Let's just be, let's just be honest. Uh, he is the danger. Th- Thanos is one, Pennywise. Lecter's the same thing. Lecter's just a serial killer. So, But he's ahead of Skylar White. Skylar White's last in this all the same, she sucks. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. You can suck and not be a villain. Well, she's she's both. All right. Another one from Jeffrey Chancellor. Boiled shrimp served hot or and fresh or chilled over ice. Also, why is boiled shrimp over ice even a thing? I'm looking at you, Ichiban. I like cold boiled shrimp. I don't. I don't really care for hot boiled shrimp. I like it cold. I like mine fried or. Um, grilled, like, yeah. You don't like boiled shrimp, is what you're saying? I mean, it's okay. It's not my favorite thing. I got you, Hunter Bulware. Your top three McDonald's breakfast items. You don't eat at McDonald's. I do not. All right, so I guess I'll. But if I if I had to pick, uh, McGriddle would be up there. The bacon and cheese McGriddle is the is number one. That Good. was a. I mean, I'm not even going to hate. Like that was a genius invention. Yes. Yes. Uh, then the sausage uh, biscuit, just old reliable, and then uh, uh, an egg McMuffin would be would be three. That Canadian. I mean, egg McDonald's egg. breakfast is it's quality. Is incredible. Yes. I mean, I, I can't even. I it's just, much better. I, this, than, yeah. Over time, the service really annoyed me. The people acted like they didn't want me there, so I'm just like, okay, I mean, I'm not going to spend money here. There you go. If you you're gonna add- like, if you're gonna barely put my hamburger together. Then yeah. I'm just not going to go here, and that I mean, whoever I goes there is it. fine. I'm not going. I get it. Uh, you can add one food place to Davis Wade Stadium. What is it? So there's a what 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 restaurant gets a stand in Davis Wade Stadium? So I mean, we got to be realistic here. Okay. 
don't put like uh you know a steakhouse yeah or i know something. yeah we're not putting yeah i i i know what i know what my choice is i'm interested to hear yours though um what about like a, a i mean let's be realistic to what star boy has what about like a two brothers um, path concession all right stay with me here you ready a spotlight ca- spotlight cafe rib tip stand. Oh, they're just selling rib tips, rib tips and drinks. Get I a mean, pound of rib tips for ten bucks. It'll be gone in about fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's my choice. Uh, getting close to the end here, I think. Uh, we already did that for the Mangum Cafe. Uh, Brian McDuff just asked us straight up with the unveilings of the 98s for homecoming, the overall positive reaction, would you be in favor of sticking with them for good over the state script? I love the state script, but yes, I would be in favor of, of keeping the 98 uniforms forever. Yes, absolutely. Uh, is that it? No, no, we still got a couple more here. Uh, Parker Thomas, I've been watching old WWE superstars and saw that superstar Billy Graham influenced Hogan and many other superstars. Did Vince McMahon write this this tweet? We're saying superstars a lot. Uh, with that said, which wrestler? No, he didn't write it. It says wrestler. Do you do y'all think has had the biggest influence on WWE besides Hogan? My first my first thought is Roddy 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 Piper. Yeah, with the rock right, and wrestling thing. Everybody wants to be the cool heel. That or I mean, you need to go back to like Bruno San Martino. Yeah, I mean that's a guy that was. You know, yeah, but that an guy, Italian, yeah, that that sold out Madison Square Garden more, more than times any- than anybody. Yeah, another um, one, and I he know, made kind of made it mainstream. I know another one that's. I mean, I know he's a murderer, but Jimmy Superfly Snuka being like the first high flyer. I mean, how many? A lot of what he did nowadays would be nothing, but when it, and in its time, it was groundbreaking. Yeah. So that that would be another one for me. Um, almost done. We're done. I think we're done. Yes, we're done. All right, all right, guys. We're gonna try to preview Arizona tomorrow. If anybody will return a, a text message or the Twitter Twitter message, maybe I'll I'll get them on the podcast. If not, Robbie and I just talk about that game. Uh, we'll talk some football tomorrow, and maybe have some more uniform talk. I don't know. We'll, well, I'm interested to see how the first day of sales goes. Maybe somebody will want to talk to us about it. We'll see. Guys, have a great Wednesday. Robbie and I are back with you on Thursday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.